Hello, and thank you for downloading the very first episode of Making Games is Fun. Now, Making Games is Fun as a whole is an ongoing documentary and interview series that opened with this huge uh, 14-month photo doc that I did on Hello Games. Uh, if you haven't seen that, you can go and look at that over at makinggamesisfun.co.uk. If you have seen that, thank you so much for looking at that. Now, the second series is a sort of ongoing story uh, looking to expand the ideas that I started in the first series. Each chapter will see me visit a different developer in this second series, uh, or a studio, or a person working in or around games in some way. And it consists of a long-form article, photography, and a podcast interview, which is what you're listening to now. If you found this podcast on its own, uh, to look at the companion article and its photography, go to garethdutton.com and then click on Making Games is Fun in the sidebar. That's where all the content will be posted. Now, episode one sees me talk to Dan Marshall of Size 5 Games. We talk about work in life, living in the sticks, the uncomfortable balance between being a business owner and an actual human being. Uh, and we tie all this around his upcoming game, The Swindle. Please follow us on at Making Games is Fun. That's just one G in there, so Making Games is Fun. So you know as soon as subsequent episodes are released, because we'll post everything up there, and you'll be able to see it as soon as it's ready, basically. Uh, Dan is at DanThat on Twitter, and you can find his delightful games at Size5Games.com. The podcast music is made by the disgustingly talented Mr. John Hawkins. Uh, thanks again for downloading this episode and get ready for the very first episode of Making Games is Fun. Anyway, you're doing an anyway, intro. I'm you're doing, doing an intro, intro and I got in the way of it. It's fine. This, this is the intro. Are you ready? No. Do you want me to be quiet during the intro or do you want me to make do, do stupid faces? Yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. Ready? Okay, fine. Go. We can always redo the intro afterwards. <laughs> yeah, you can. I was going to leave a nice period. So you can so see where it is. So I can see, see where it is, yeah. <laughs> so. Do I keep getting in the way of that? Yeah. <laughs> you know I'm going to do it again now. <laughs> so you might as well get it over and done with. Okay, silence. Quiet. Just What is that noise? Welcome to episode one of Making Games as Fun. And I'm sat here in Overcast Dorset, it's Size 5 Games, I'm here with Dan Marshall. Hello. How are you? I'm sort of slightly disappointed you felt the need to mention it was Overcast. You've sort of set a certain, mm. you've set a certain tone for the entire podcast now. <laughs> I want everyone to be, we'll start them on a dial. Can we make it everything's perfect here? Yes. I'm just like... Yes. I'm, I'm sat here, there's beautiful golden unicorns outside, yeah. blasting their rays. I can barely see. <laughs> I can just hear Dan Sorry over there. 
Uh, we don't yeah. invite them. They're just no. Just what are you going to do? Just follow you around. What are you going to do? Dorset. <laughs> That's what it's like. Out here. If you've ever been to Dorset, <laughs> you'll know about the golden unicorn. That's it. We can absolutely make things up like that because no one's ever going to turn up, are they? Unless we give them your physical address, which we will do now. Let's <laughs> not give people my physical address. A um, mysterious location. In, a mysterious location. In darkest, overcastest Dorset. In not London. Yeah, exactly, not London. And you've been not London for, well, how long now? Uh, I moved out of London about a year and a half ago. And how did that feel, and how does it feel? It was amazing. It's kind of, um, this is going to sound stupid, but like I kind of look back. The weird thing about London is that everything just sort of always feels so temporary, right? You can't. You can't buy a house there, so you can't set down roots in any one particular place. You're, everyone's, you're renting a house. Mm. And that always felt to me like um, you, you're always at the whim of someone else, right? So if, the, if your landlord suddenly goes to you, oh, I'm selling the house, or yeah. oh, I'm putting the rent up by 500 quid because I can, you've got to go somewhere else. It just means you've never got this sort of permanent place. You're just constantly shifting around. And yeah. I, I kind of look back on my time in London as just this, as feeling very... Um, fleeting and just sort of it's always like, like I've moved out here and I've, I've bought this house and this is where I live this is where my roots are this is exactly yeah. where I'm going to be definitely for like the next 10 years or so yeah. Um, yeah and it just sort of feels like now life just has so much more colour has so much more <laughs> um, vibrance to it yeah. and, it's, and it's stupid but it's, but it's true it's like yeah. you know all, every relationship every sort of friend you make in London or, or I, that I did make in London you meet people through work and you meet people through whatever and then they get they have to move out of their house and suddenly they're living on the other side of London and it takes you an hour and a half to go and see them if you want to go and see them. So people drift apart and people sort of go mm. in different ways and it's sort of, everything's so temporary, everything's so fleeting. Yeah, it's true, yeah. And it's kind of, because you, you sort of, there's an illusion that because everything's so connected and you know, oh no, this person in London, that person, that person, that you're all going to suddenly meet up all yeah, the time exactly. and have this amazing time. But in reality... It, it, it still really takes you, it's just, you know, we, we, I was living in South London and if I wanted to go and see someone in North London, it would take like an hour and a half to get there. That's not convenient. <laughs> we both technically live in London, but that's not, <laughs> yeah. you know, that's not yeah. uh, handy in yeah. any way, shape or form for seeing people. So yeah, so we moved out here about a year and a half ago and we and we bought a house and um, because we can and you can't <laughs> buy a house in London, you can never afford to buy a house in London. So um, bought a house, moved out here and I've just been sort of, and it's just so delightfully um I just been. I'm so happy I made that decision. It's it's sad because like there's so much going on in London in terms of the indie scene. There's so much. There's so many yeah. people down in London that I love and admire and respect, and they're my peers and they're my um, and they're good friends and and all, and all the rest of it. And I do try and go down and see people as much as I can. But I come away from London every single time. I get out of my car when I get when I get back here, and you breathe in this fresh air, and mm. it's just so nice. It's just such a yeah. Um, it's I don't. Know, it's such a treat. Not not being there anymore. Yeah. yeah. Is it, do you think it's changed the way you work as well? Do you think in terms of mm. away from the business, does it, does it, does it help? Does it? I don't think all my games are going to be like tractor simulators. <laughs> that's, what <you're> <laughs> that's what you're asking. Um, although that is a good idea for a game, write that down. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, no, I don't think so. I, 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 I need, I'm not one of these people who can who can have distractions. Uh, who, you know, when I'm coding, I need absolute silence. Yeah. So like working out here is absolutely brilliant because mm. um, it is bar the occasional tractor going past. Um, it is beautifully beautifully silent. I you know, I can sort of sit and, and sit and program quite happily. Um, 
but no, apart apart from that, it's it's not actually made a massive difference to to how I work. I sort of when I first when I first went indie and left my full time job, I was quite lucky in that um, you know uh, Time Gentleman Police was basically just sort of practically finished, um, and the contract for Privates for doing Privates for Channel Four was coming up, and um, I basically I didn't have the luxury of dicking around like because because I was doing the thing for Ch- Channel Four, so I sort of had to sort of be, but I had this. I had this thing where I would get up every day yeah. in the morning because my wife was getting up. So I'd get up with her and I'd iron a shirt or I'd put on a shirt and trousers and, you know, and the rest of it. And, and, it, and that, was my, that was my work ethic. As soon as I, as soon as I sort of went uh, full-time indie, um, I sort of made that effort. And it's, it's amazing how much more productive you are putting a shirt on. It's, I, I don't need to do it anymore because I've got that work ethic now. But for the first six months or a year or so, I would get up, put a shirt on. I think if I'd, if I'd just fallen into that trap of um, staggering out of bed round about 11 o'clock and doing a bit of programming in my, in my pyjamas and then maybe sort of getting up, you know, you know oh, I've got to get up because my wife's coming back from work soon and if she sees me here in my pyjamas, that's, that's going to be awkward. <laughs> like, if she goes back and I still haven't got up. You know, that, yeah. that sort of mentality. Like, I think, I think getting out of that kind of cemented in me this sort of work ethic that... I get up. I you know I package my wife off to work and I and I go and sit down. And, yeah. And I start. You know. That's uh, interesting. I I think. Um, but I don't need to put a shirt on anymore. I've got that. I've got that out of my system. <laughs> you that's got the shirt. I, I still put a shirt on. I still put like a t-shirt or a jumper on or something. That's fine. <laughs> I'm not sitting there topless. That would be weird. But... <laughs> topless. Go- the only way to go. You feel but, you know, free. I, there's there's people I've met who 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 went um, who went freelance. You know, not. Uh, and and couldn't hack it. They just they just sort of said, I, I you know I, I can't do it. I sort of they were you know waking up at midday. Yeah, they're in their thirties. You know, waking up at midday <laughs> and then sort of trying to do some work but failing because cash in the attics on BBC One. <laughs> yeah. and then and then yeah. there's another day wasted. And yeah. I think I think getting thrust into that sort of get on with it, Marshall. Sort of, and now I just look at it as like I don't do any work. I, I love my life, right? I, I love working from home. I'm done with working for other people and commuting and sort of standing on a packed train full of idiots and all that sort of shit. And I'm, I love this so much. I'm yeah. so happy with my job and my life that I think that's, that's what kicks me into doing some work because, yeah, shit, I'm not lo- risking losing this. Yeah, no, perfect. Yeah, I think so. And I suppose when, when it is exclusively your thing that you're doing and it's not, you know, a bit of someone else's thing that you're doing. It's your company. It's your yeah, exactly. Um, uh, that's another thing I was going to go on to with that. So you've brought me into a couple of things I was thinking of. Number one is that that kind of work ethic and instilling mm. it in yourself when when you've got no one to answer to particularly. Yeah. The shirt thing. I might start. The I might start doing works. the shirt thing. I might sometimes... paint up the shirt idea before you start. <laughs> see if I can get a Patreon going. Or something. <laughs> Like an extra instructional video. Instructional <laughs> yeah, video. How to iron a shirt. How you, to put on a shirt. And then realise that you were the shirt all along. I mean, realise you, yeah, you, you don't need the shirt. shirt. <laughs> that's, the, that's, that's, that's the end of the programme. You just tear the shirt off. <laughs> Everyone does it together in a big circle. Oh, man. And applauds. <laughs> but, um, yeah, there's that side of it. And then the other side of it um, is... This is something that interests me. It's the idea of professionalism mm. and what that is right 
because what I thought was quite interesting is I was reading your blog. Read my blog. Read your Twitter and it's the least professional thing I've ever (laughs) laid my eyes on. Um, But it interests me because I've had a similar approach um, where I was reading the press release you did for the swindle. Right. And really made me laugh a lot when I got to the bit where you reference yourself just kind of talking to no one in particular. Yeah, it's right. like a farce, right? You, gotta, <laughs> yeah. you write a press release and, and, and the press releases <laughs> traditionally follow this sort of certain yeah. copy-paste pattern. Yeah. Um, but it's just ridiculous because everyone knows I'm writing it. Who yeah. else would be writing it? <laughs> exactly. so, that's what, and that's what I, I did with my photographer's bio on my site. Yeah. Um, there's a bit yeah, where I do a, that. Yeah, it's a standard sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> it's in third person, and then one of the things I can't remember. It's not no one as funny as what you've done, but <laughs> you know, I put in. Sometimes he writes about himself in the third person to make him seem yeah. more important. You know, yeah. so that's why I thought. Oh, but the thing is, everyone excellent. does that, right? Everything yeah. that like every bio you've ever read is mm. is probably written by the person who, but they've made it look like it look like they're important enough to have some third party. Yeah, and do you see? Do you see like the? what you'd class as like the traditional business in inverted commas side of just being a company if you want to call yourself that or a studio kind of a just a necessity that you've got to get on with that bit and then I don't want to lead what you think but how do you see yourself do you see yourself as just you know a a creative person yeah I kind of do yeah I kind of do and then you've got to do this bit yeah I very much do I sort of um as soon as I as soon as I have enough money, I'm hiring someone to be my office manager and to handle all my boring <laughs> emails. Because like, yeah. you get you know you have a certain number of boring emails come through either from accountants yeah. or from lawyers or you know people uh, you know distributing your games, asking questions and all that sort of stuff, which is yeah. lovely and great. But like my core job is is sort of sitting around designing guns and explosions and <laughs> making things making things that are fun and pretty. And every yeah. once in a while, you get dragged out of that and into this sort of. Oh, by the way, here's a load of real life boring paperwork shit you have to do. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. Once every three months, I have to I have to sort of fill in all my VAT stuff, and it's and right. I put it off as long as I can because it's just like this is really this is really boring. <laughs> yeah. All I'm doing is copying and pasting things from a bank website onto an Excel document and then sending it to an accountant. But yeah. even that is too much when I'm in the middle of something really quite cool. I'm doing you know I'm doing steampunk robots over here. Yeah. And all of a sudden, what, the government wants me to what? Give them some money. This is and they want me to do it in the boringest way possible. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't yeah. mind giving you money, but do I really have to add it all up first? Yeah. <laughs> do, I, do I really have to fill what an Excel document? Jeez. Yeah. Can you just tell me what it is and I'll say, Yeah, alright then. Yeah, there exactly. you go. So like I don't know, it's <clears> but it's weird because I, you know, I do run a company, but it doesn't it doesn't necessarily feel like it like quite a lot of the time. I feel yeah. like um, you know, I'm I'm just me making games in the same way I always was. I'm still I'm still just this guy who I you know I'm just making the games I would want to play. That's always that's always been what I've done. I've never made a game that I didn't sort of think, oh man, I want to play something like that. You know. Yeah. Um, but you know, as, as the company gets bigger and the games have gotten bigger, the um, you know, there are other people sort of relying on you. But you know, I I hire in freelancers. I don't have anyone else in the company with me because. You know, that's a that's more boring paperwork. <laughs> so so I keep it on a free life. But like those people sort of rely on me in a certain way. I'm paying their yeah their rent and all the rest of it. So mm. um to a certain degree you've got boring companies run. But I but there's no Yeah. I think I and I think like as an indie developer it probably it probably helps to be 
seen as an individual rather than as yeah. oh here's a, you know people are fed up of conglomerate it's weird people still email me for tech support and then like 30 <laughs> seconds later they get a sort of handwritten personalised response and they go oh shit that was quick <laughs> uh, so it's alright I was online and here's the solution to your problem yeah. and they and they they're re- they, people are still really grateful for actual human contact from a company <laughs> and it's like well, I don't know what, yeah. yeah and they're surprised by it as well yeah exactly yeah. Yeah. It's, and which, is, which is a shame and weird and kind of um Kind of shows you where we're at, I guess, but <laughs> but it's quite nice that you, you know. Mm. I think um, that, and that's what I mean. That's to me, that is what I think of when I think of a term like professionalism. I think of um, dealing with people politely and and something like that. If they've got a request like that and you're you're there, yeah, you you, you are helpful and you're sort of quick with it. Or if you can't do it, you say you know, sorry, I've got this going on, but yeah, try this or. I mean, not just that situation, but um, I feel like um, initially when I branched out and you know did freelance and yeah. the sort of pressure to to talk in a certain way, to put things out with us in a certain language that that's kind of um, oh, what's a bloody word? That's um, the language of business, you know? Yeah, yeah, okay, fine. Not yeah, real. Yeah. Kind yeah, of that, sort of, that sort of blue sky thinking, like the sort of businessy talk. That sort of yeah, and Thomas Hyde, like, a, like you're a robot. Yeah, yeah, and and the other thing with with your blog is I like that you you put up um, things that you're finding difficult or or admitting like oh Christ, I don't know what's going on. Yeah, there. and because I sort of had bits of that when I started as well. Well, and I still do a bit of it when I write. And initially, I kind of you know some friends and family said. You, it's not very professional. It's not very professional to be showing no, people your weaknesses. Yeah, and yeah. I think, and, and at first I went, oh, oh, maybe, I don't know. But people are interested in that stuff, but, right? Yeah. If, I, if I used to put up a blog post that was, uh, oh, hey, everything's fine in development and, um, um, you know, you could look forward to purchasing it, you know, on the on this date. You know, that's sort of mm. very corporate speak. So yeah. Bullshit. Yeah. No one would click on it. But yeah. if you click on it, if, you, if I do a blog post saying, bollocks this up look <laughs> you know people are interested in it and, and it's, I don't think it's massively yeah. unprofessional I think people are, no. are sensible and grown up enough to realise that um, there are problems in game development there are problems, there are problems yeah. in any job you do in any capacity there's mm. always going to be you know spanner in the works yeah I'd be stupid to think that there wasn't and those unfortunately those things are more interesting than um, yeah that kind of squeaky clean yeah, exactly. sanitised which I don't yeah, so I mean, obviously, I'm ridiculously in agreement with you on that. <laughs> which we should find a, something we disagree should on. Be kind of like, no, well, I think you should be. But yeah, so I just, I just think it's interesting that I think being a professional is more about doing your job well. Yeah. And being helpful so. and useful and, yeah, yeah. And, and timely rather I mean, the thing than. Is, if people are giving me money for games and there's yeah. a problem with the games, I owe it to them to sort out those problems as quickly as damn possible, as far as I'm concerned. But also, you know. That sounds bollocksy, but my Twitter, my Twitter feed's kind of part of that. Like my Twitter feed is, yeah. is part personal and part um, part of my job. But yeah. if people are you know going to give me money for their games, the least I can do is do a funny tweet every once in a while as a sort of yeah and and keep show them involved in the in the process. Yeah, and show humanity. <laughs> show humanity. Show, yeah. Yeah. And that's that's one of the freedoms you get, I guess, with it with is. the way you're set up and the way we're, we're both kind of set up and. Do you on on that note? Yeah. What would you say? And you're not allowed to say yes. Yeah, it was that. 
what, what are your favourite things about about your setup and, and how you work and, and the fact that you've kind of got control of, of everything? What, what um, do you like? Of, I know this is kind of a... What, what's your favourite thing? What's your least favourite Yeah, no, thing? no, I get what you mean. It's what What is better than for you doing this than, say, if you were part of a, you know, a bigger studio where you... So you had a, a, a good, an important role there, but you know you weren't overseeing I have, everything. Like, I have complete freedom in terms of what I'm making and what I'm doing, and like I think one of the things that um, typifies that more more than more than anything really is is you know I cancelled the swindle. Yeah. I cancelled the third Dan and Ben game. You know, um, after a fair bit of development, and I think like quite a lot of places whether they're AAA or whether they're small indie small indie places or whatever, you you know, you work on a game for what the swindle was a couple of years and then I and I couldn't find the fun. That was the that was the long short of it. It mm. wasn't it wasn't working as a as a game in that in that old in that old format. And uh, most places have got too much overhead to be able to just go, Do you know what? This isn't working. Yeah. Let's just cancel it. Yeah. Right? You've got even if you've got like 10 staff, even if you've got like five staff and an office building and, you know, bills to pay and all the rest of it and, you know, investors and all that sort of stuff, mm. you can't just go, nah, start something else like I did, <laughs> you know, and, yeah. that, and that, that, that freedom to basically um, drop it all and, and start something else. Is, yeah. It really is the, the, the freedom to do that. And, the, you know, Part of that is the freedom to make whatever I want, and you know I want to make, um, you know, a steampunk crime simulator. I can, I can just start work on that and yeah. and put, keep my head down and, and get on with it, without someone sort of standing over me and going. Actually, steampunk was um, steampunk tests really badly in certain <laughs> age brackets. Yeah. You know? uh, so, so I, I don't really give a fuck. I <laughs> yeah. I want to make this because I think that's cool. Yeah. Um, uh, you know. I think that's I think that's the that's the draw of this job. Also, mm. I don't have to you know I don't have to get on a train and go to someone else's office mm. every more every bloody morning. Jesus, <laughs> could you imagine that every day <laughs> going Who going does that? <laughs> every day going to somewhere that's not your house to do work <laughs> for someone else. It's weird. Like, it's what a weird situation to find yourself Very in. So weird. like not so yeah so not doing that is 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 sort of key to my happiness really I you know it's it sounds again it sounds wanky but since we moved out here my um, my attitude has kind of changed in terms of um, quite a lot of this stuff like the you know the the Twitter stuff and the and the personality stuff I you know I was when you know all through the last sort of four years or so I've always been sort of muscling in here's my face look at my face here's my here's Dan Marshall doing his publicity hello I'm doing some publicity now blah, 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 blah. <laughs> yeah. and you know being being at everything and going to all the things and always showing your face and getting yourself out there yeah. this is a necessary skill for an indie developer right you if you don't do that you're kind of fucked but yeah. like over the last sort of year since we moved out here I sort of found myself mellowing a little bit from that and thinking do you know what I sit down and do my job and um you know the proof is in the pudding when the swindle comes out and it's a fucking good job it's a good game that everyone wants to play and it's not necessarily about um, poking your nose everywhere and being everywhere and being on Twitter constantly and yeah. you know always being the guy who's being interviewed for everything and all this sort of stuff which which is what I was doing right I'm doing it now <laughs> I, got, I got shit to solve to shit to plot right? but, like, um, 
Uh, yeah, but like not being that guy who's just like constantly always there, always you know if there's if there's an if there's an article going around about oh here's ten developers talking about whatnot, I was always one of those ten developers. I always been one of those, and I'll still do that stuff because yeah. I because it's a nice break from um, from developing. Sometimes if someone can you answer five questions for me, that's no problem, right? I can have that back to you in seven minutes flat. Yeah. Um, so I still do that stuff, but I don't actively seek it out as much as I used to because I think my attitude to that kind of stuff has very much gone. Um, you know, it's six o'clock. Fuck it, I'm going downstairs and sitting in front of the fire and yeah. um, and doing some non-work things. Yeah, um, that's that's important too. I think it's very important. I think, like, you know, I being out here has kind of, you know, the 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 fresh air and the and the green hills and the and all the rest of it has sort of made me go a little bit more bollocksy hippie sort of thing. <laughs> got, and also, we bought this house and I've got things to do. Right? I've got like. You know, I've got a wall to insulate, and I've got you know, I've got yeah. like you know, I've got I've got I've got a, you know, I've finished painting the office yet, and I yeah. haven't finished stripping the paint off the beams and all this sort of shit that yeah. That, yeah. that desperately needs doing. Soon, <laughs> you know, we haven't got floors in two of these rooms yet, and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'd rather be getting on with that than uh, not the making than, <laughs> than, than doing stuff out. But it's, yeah, it's, but it's part of the job. Is, the PR stuff's kind of as important. You know, you've got programming and you've got art are the two main things that you've got to sort of that as far as I'm concerned make up a game obviously there's there's design and there's there's music and all that all that sort of shit. Yeah. But programming and art without those two, you know, you've kind of got very little. Yeah. Um but the PR thing I think is actually kind of like the the third leg in a lot of ways. Sort of, mm. um which is a shame because you've got to be because there's a lot of guys, you know, a lot of people making games that that are exceptionally talented programmers or incredible artists but don't have the wherewithal to sort of string a sentence together long enough to yeah yeah to promote the stuff at the end so you get these games that are just absolutely incredible but no one's heard of them because because um, they don't have that because they don't have the skill. the yeah the skill to to ring someone up and say look at this it's fucking brilliant <laughs> which is all it takes but it's a but it's a skill is this it's, yeah it's just interesting actually because that's that's another thing when you if you do go indie like that and there's and there's you know it's a small team or there's you know, you 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 have to kind of have all those skills, even yeah. if it's to a. Or you know, get someone else in to do it for you. Yeah, that's but like when it's a third party, it's never, it's never the same. If you've got like a yeah. someone who's doing PR for like four or five different indie studios, it doesn't really feel like it's got that same warmth. But yeah, there's always a slight. If it's not there, I mean, I, there are people out there who are good at it and they can infuse yeah, in, in a believable yeah. way. But if it's not their game, quite often you can sort of. Feel that and yeah. Say, this is a great time, new title. It's got yeah, exactly. dynamic lighting. It's got you know. <laughs> it's, got, you think, oh, it. oh, it's got it's got all the types of lights. Yeah, it's, it's got, got the so green lights, lights <laughs> red lights, all then, the lights. And if the light goes behind something, you can't see. You it can't for a see bit. the light anymore. Or maybe a little bit. It creeps around, but that's Darkness. that's really you know. But um, yeah. let's think. I've got a few branches to go down now. I was going to say about. Um, Sorry, tracks. Tractor. Pause for the tractor going past. God, it's also lovely and rural. Oh, when you do London-based podcasts, of course, it would just be nee nee. Yeah, people vomiting. People vomiting and stabbing each other with spikes. Just hear them. Just, just be Russian oligarchs just <laughs> running around. Going, Get out of my house, I want to buy. Yeah, that'll all be in there. Um, well, that's throwing me now, isn't it? Sorry, you were talking about Russian oligarchs. We were talking about proper things and then a tractor happened. The tractor happened. That was going to happen. Um... Yeah, this is the other thing. Um, working for yourself, setting your own rules, um, 
knowing when to stop working and when to relax yeah. and when to switch off, how good are you at that now? Because you were just saying, you know, you're, you're, yeah, you're quite good at sitting shirt off. Shirt off. Yeah. Um, and saying, fuck it, I'm going to watch some It TV. depends. Like, it, it, honestly, it depends day to day. Like, sometimes if I'm really into something, like normally my wife comes home from work and we cook dinner and eat. And because she's a teacher, she then has a billion books to mark or reports to write or, you know, all sorts of stuff that takes her on into the night. And um, if I'm really into something, I'll go back to work and I'll sit upstairs. And um, if I'm if I'm really in that vibe and and getting a lot done, I will quite happily sit there till nine o'clock and and then come down. But that's, you know, that's not time wasted. That's not uh, time wasted in that sort of, oh, I should be relaxing sort of way because I sort of, it's it's weird when you're when you're in that groove. You, if you if you've got three hours of work and you're really in the groove, you get six hours work done. Whereas yeah. if you're not, you doing if you I can sit in front of the computer for three hours and get twenty minutes work done. If you're in that groove, it's like it's the the time scale is <laughs> yeah about whack. Yeah. Um. So, but you know, but generally speaking, it's I find it I find it relatively easy these days to to log off and to, in that in that sense because. It's, it's easier now because the swindle's at the point where I'm doing loads of really boring things like <laughs> like menus and UI and sort of cutscenes and all this sort of stuff. It's <laughs> yeah. like the, the not fun gameplay sort of tweaking sort of stuff. Yeah. So uh, at the moment, I'm finding it very easy to basically go six o'clock, right, bollocks. <laughs> turn, up, turn this off and go downstairs and sort of and do something else for a bit. Um, but yeah, so yeah, t- switching off is a, a skill as well, I think, in terms mm. of like, you know, work ethic and yeah, but I, I I don't know what the secret to it is. Stop when <laughs> stop when you sort of started to get bored. Maybe that's what the, that's, that's my advice. Yeah, I don't know. I think that's dangerous. <laughs> I think I think the the one of the tricks I learned quite quite early on as well is always leave one little job unfinished at the end of the day because it gets you right into it the next day. So like if you've got like it, so so make it so it's like it's let's say at the moment I'm doing UI and. Uh, Right now, before I came to see you, it just needs it just needs realigning and uh, uh, and the font size needs changing on, on on a specific bit of UI, and that's it. But I know that's the first thing I'm going to do when I get up there when yeah. I next start work, and um, that's it. That's like the that's like the the tiny snowball at the top of a day's work. Yeah. That rolls 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 down and gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And you start off with something just that you know is like one tiny little bullshit job that just needs doing, yeah. and it's just that thing that gets you up there and gets you typing and guess you yeah. started it's like warm it's like the warm up isn't it yeah yeah it's like a little yeah like a little yeah. stretch you get the, <laughs> what's it called the pump when you start lifting weights isn't it and then you're ready and off you go the pump I, I believe I, I believe I, that's, is that's that what they call it two weight experts here on the edge I, uh, yeah <laughs> I avoid people at the gym who mm. know what they're talking about yeah <laughs> terrible they, they worry me how have you got four hours you've been in this gym yeah. Like when I came into the gym, you were here already, and I've been here for like an hour, and you don't even look nearly finished. What do you do all day? Yeah. What's, but what's your job that means you can be in here now yeah. at like ten o'clock in the morning, and you're still just just doing weights? And I bet if I come here tomorrow, you're here tomorrow as well. Yeah. I never left. Who are those people? Just idly wandering around, going, "Shall I lift that?" Yeah. No, I lift that over. Or like, idly walking around doing weights and trying to find someone to uh, force your advice onto occasionally. 
Like I say, they love that when they know when they know I've got, I've got muscles. Yeah. I know what I'm doing, mm. and that bloke's technique is not 100 percent perfect. So what he would like is for me to go over there and patronise him into lifting the weight in a slightly different way that he won't follow. <laughs> I've, had, I've had that a couple of times where I've just been in the gym, minding my own business, and some arsehole's come over and gone, should be doing it like that, mate. <laughs> I don't give a shit. <laughs> I'm, Never mind. I'm quite happy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like the equivalent of... Um, been on a fruit machine and someone coming over and going, oh, you want older lemons? <laughs> <laughs> That's happened. You get fruit machine arseholes yeah, who come exactly. over there. I wouldn't move. Oh, I wouldn't. No, gamble, gamble. Oh, no, Sorry. <laughs> Never mind. That's your fault. I don't think I've used a fruit machine in years. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's a fascio sketch as well, which I've just <laughs> nicked yeah. oh, okay, right. from the back recesses of my mind. Don't want to be accused of stealing anything. Um, so, talking about the swindle, yeah, and how it kind of uh, it went away. It did go away for a little bit, came back. and now it has come back again. Let's think about the. So we're talking earlier about you. Um, you love the fact that you can just go. Right, I want to make a game about this. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Because I I think it'll be fun. Yeah. And that interests me. Yeah. Um, Which is, I think, is a good way to to work because you get a more... Good way to live your life as well, yeah. yeah. Because you get a more sort of honest and creative thing out of it Mm. a lot lot of the time because you're not considering... um, What's the word? Like, um, you know, groups of people. Oh, I see, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Um, I know what you mean, yeah. What's happened to my brain? You know, you know, you know, you know groups of people. demographics. Demographics. Jesus Christ, um, I'm good at that. You see, I'm, I'm also not, not only am I good at forgetting things, I'm good at transferring it to others in front of me, <laughs> like, like a disease. Like, what is it called? And I go, I, I don't know. I don't know. What's my name? <laughs> ah! um, but um, you also brought it back because you got a lot of sort of interest from people saying, oh, I was, I was really looking forward yeah, to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even, even after I cancelled it, people were still contacting me going, yeah. looking forward to it. I was people going, like, the, the link to me having cancelled it and going, yeah, sorry. Yeah. And everyone's like, oh, shit. Oh. So, but you were saying that that kind of brought you back to it because of the pe- people going, oh, I was, I, was, I was looking forward to that. It was that. A, there was a lot of things that, that brought the swindle back. It was, right. it was always a really strong idea and I... the whole thing comes from this crux of um, I really like making money in video games that's where the whole idea came came from was um, I always loved seeing your your bank account go up in a game Hmm. and waiting to have enough to spend on a a thing that you really want yeah right I really like that in games that's my favourite thing and like uh, and it was actually Assassin's Creed 2 was the was the game I was playing that I remember distinctly having like this perfect um Economy in terms of uh, yeah, is that where ma- you could make your own? Not make your own, but you'd I know you renovate could, uh, the. I can't remember. Which you, that I think re- renovation right, came um, later. But like you could buy shop. I think you buy shops, and uh, you could yeah. buy shops, and the shops would bring in money. But you had to go around and collect the money and all this sort of stuff. Yes, and um, and I, I I just really it was just this. It had this perfect thing of um, and it brought in money every twenty minutes. Yeah, because you get bringing money every twenty minutes, right? So and it was and it and it was just it was just <laughs> the, the the amount of stuff. The, the, yeah. the stuff the amount of money stuff cost yeah. was perfect for um, it'll go like oh, do you want this nice sword and you go yeah I do want that nice sword and you go there goes 50,000 florins or whatever it was yeah, 50,000 yeah. florins and you go oh I've only got so you save up for the sword and then you get the sword and then it goes 
have you seen this nice armour? And you go, oh, that is nice armour. And, like, and you're constantly saving up for, um, yeah. for cool things. And, and that's, that's where the swindle came from. And um, that's where, that's, that's always been the, uh, has always been the focus of it, is having this bank account that um, is going up and up and up and you want to try out these new toys and you want to um, uh, buy the new upgrades and the new perks and all this mm. stuff. Um, so that kind of stayed the same. That's, that's, always, been the, that's always been the thing of it. But, um, so bringing it back wasn't wasn't necessarily just because people wanted it. It was because I wanted to make one of those games right. that has that economy, has that bank account, has that yeah. going on in it. Um, yeah. And uh, I've spoken a lot about how Spelunky kind of helped bring it back in terms of Spelunky did a did two core things right that I could see that the swindle was doing wrong, which was first of all it was procedurally generating maps hmm. um, rather than having buildings handmade in it. Which I was playing Splunky and thought, what if I'd done this with, um, if I'd done this with, uh, with the swindle, that would have been a, made a lot more sense. Yeah. Uh, and the other thing was dumb baddies. Like the swindle had intelligent human guards, uh, right? Had, which were expensive, like to get them to follow you around the level and uh, and investigate things. And they were hard to read because they, you know, they have, you know, they they walk up to things and go, what was that sound? And you know, all that sort of stuff. And it's quite difficult to get that information across. And I was just uh, I was playing Spelunky and thought these these baddies just move left and right and actually this is yeah. much more fun. It's much more fun outwitting those lefty righty baddies than <laughs> um, some unpredictable guard that um, yeah. very uh, you know you know all the guards in the Swindle the the old version of the Swindle had sort of you know uh, had different personalities and you know you could tell whether you know people they were sort of fatter or thinner and. Um, Right. You know, lazy. You know, you, if if a, if it was a fatter guard, it was wasn't as likely to come and investigate stuff and all this sort of stuff. But it was very variable. It's like it wasn't either a yes or no. It wasn't wasn't black and white. It was just, um, uh, it was a sort of sliding scale of that sort of stuff. Yeah, it just didn't work in a gameplay in a gameplay sense. So, so that's yeah. So 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 it got canned, but but got brought back for a lot of reasons. Not just people, not just people wanting it, because that's not how I work. I if yeah. I if I didn't want to make it, I wouldn't be making it. I'm right. doing something else entirely instead. Yeah, I wasn't, yeah, I was going to say what, what what kind of balance. So it's more just the decision I did that a, you wanted to do, but you, you know, got, I spent, got I spent, stuck on it. And I was actually working on um, on the third Dan and Ben game, uh, a sort of sequel to Time Gentleman Please, which might still happen. I'm, I'm not sure, but it was a it was a it, I put together the sort of tutorial level for it, and it was and it was working nice, but it was turn, turning out to be a lot more. A lot harder to develop the game than um, I thought the game was going to sell copies. Like it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, I don't know. It's like a hard sell. And so like yeah. I could see if I if I make this game, I made one level of um, Dan and Ben three, and if I wanted to make the game that that has, that path had set down, mm. it would have taken like three years. And I'm not making that game. Ooh, like, right. That's like yeah. Um, it was a lot of art and it was a lot of levels and all this sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, and it's a great idea and I will do it but it needs, it needs scaling right back so I was doing that anyway so I was doing that and I was starting to I was, I was starting to come to terms with the fact that it was it was um, it was a bigger project than I could do uh, yeah. so I did a prototype for the procedurally generated levels I've never done something like that before and I thought I wonder if I can make a building out of that looks relatively like a building but you can run around it procedurally and within a week, I had like little guards in, and you know it was it was all shitty graphics, but it was all running around, jumping, 
clobbering guards on the back of the head, but they were always all rectangles. But it worked so well, and it was and it, I would you know it was one of those things where um, I'd fire it up to test to see uh, if I fixed a bug or whatever. And then that was it. And then half an hour later, I realized I'm just playing this. <laughs> I'm not like the, I have, a, uh, you know, the bug is fixed. I'm now just dicking around in the game. And it's and it's one of those things where you sort of think, if I'm doing that this often, um, there's something in this that I need to sort of focus on. And and and, and from that point on, once the prototype was done, it was that was it. It was suddenly the, the swindle had this much more defined design hmm. that was much more fun and worked a lot better. So. Um, I think it was the I think it was doing that prototype really convinced me that this is a sensible thing to bring back. This is a yeah. A going to be a fun thing to work on and B something that I think other people will get a kick out of. Was it hard to let it go the first time? Was it hard to say No? Do you ever uh, find it? Sorry, difficult? I'm shaking my head, that's no that's no <laughs> no help on a podcast, is it? No, it's uh I find it quite easy to kill stuff off. Right. Even that far end, you just kind of yeah. Because I, I, you know, if I ha- if I'd had another um, fifty grand to spend on people to come and do some really intricate AI and um, you know to help out with all the massive amount of visuals that are needed and all that sort of stuff, hmm. then I probably could have made it into something really good. I think it would have been a really good game, but like financially, I just didn't have the cash to, to yeah. cover it, and so you just have to look at these things and go, do you know what? Fuck it, that's not. Yeah. Uh, that's not feasible as a as an indie developer. This is um, the project's gone in a direction that is following, like Dan and Ben Three was. It's, it's going down a path that I can't finish. Yeah. So I once once you identify that, yeah. it's quite easy to just go. <laughs> don't want that. No, don't in want that bin. in my life anymore. Let's file new. <laughs> like, let's see what else. Page. Is, let's see what else is in my brain. <laughs> No, nah, it doesn't work like that. I, yeah, have, yeah. You have, I have, I have at least two other things at the back of my mind that I want to, yeah. you know, that I want to make at any point. You know, there's never a shortage of yeah. ideas. Yeah. One Thanks. of which is massively expensive, so I need to sell as many copies of the swindle as possible. <laughs> <laughs> then, if it works, you get yeah. like a little. Yeah. That is interesting, though. The um, especially just the the idea of just scrapping it back down and 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 building it from scratch. Um, do you find that a problem sometimes where you, you're you so involved in something and, and you spend so much time and effort in, in it and adding things and, you know, thinking about it every day so your head's kind of filled with it yeah. where you think, I don't know what this is now. Yeah. And you have no, um, no sense of whether it's good or whether it's bad or what yeah. to change it's, or what. That's, it's or always it's like ready. That. All the way through development, like in, in every game I've ever made, you get you get um, uh, blinders on, right? And you sort, yeah. you sort of you've got this very um, tunnel vision view of what it is, and like and and the and the the worst thing is putting someone else in front of it, and yeah. someone else plays it. And they play it wrong, and they're playing it too slowly, and they're not doing it, you know. And you look at them and go, "What are you doing? Why? No, 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 don't do that, you know." And it's so hard to watch people and just and just let them get on with it. And and it's and it's and it's really hard because you like I can play the swindle now, and I can blitz through levels, yeah, like like double quick time. Put someone who's never played it before in front of it, and they're going through stuff for the first time, 
and you forget because I I must have killed a million baddies in the swimmer now yeah. just by testing it but they're coming across a baddie for the first time and they're finding that interesting and I don't find that interesting anymore yeah. like I've, I'm, I'm over hitting baddies on the back of the head or certainly the, <laughs> certainly the easy baddies or from level one on the back of the head yeah. um, and it's kind of weird like um, reminding yourself that um, that this is fun for them yeah. like the, this exploration stuff of how the systems all work they are having a good time but you're looking at it and like they're dying and um, they're, they're confused about what to do and you look at them going oh my god he's confused about what to do I've bollocks this game up entirely <laughs> whereas actually people are actually enjoying the confusion that's part of what makes games interesting and fun and exciting is, yeah. is oh I wonder what this is how these systems work and how that what, what's that over there and I can't quite work out how do I do this how do I get at that mm. um, it's the hardest thing in the world watching someone else play it yeah. because you've got because you've got this complete tunnel vision over it it's, I'm aware that the core gameplay in the Swindle was fun right I'm, mm. I'm I've seen people play it and have fun yeah. I was having fun with it but now after coming up to coming up to like uh, 10 months of development I've yeah. sort of lost that sense of fun right as you would do if you played the same game yeah. solidly for 10 months yeah. every day yeah. you're bound to sort of go I'm kind of over hitting these baddies on the back of the head yeah. and it's really bad because you sort of you sort of think I've got to put something else in this to, uh, to you know this is getting boring it's like, of course it's getting boring you've been playing it every day for 10 fucking months um, <laughs> And so it's kind of difficult to sort of step back and, and, and realise that other people are going to have fun with it in, a, in, in that way. Mm. It's, 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 a, it's a skill I don't think I... But you know, I, every game has been exactly the same. Every game we've ever done, you look at oh, look, Gun Monkeys was exactly the same. Time to and Please was exactly the same. Time to and Please was like... Um, I, was, I was relatively confident in the core gameplay because it's exactly the same as like Sam and Max, right? It's exactly... There's no, yeah. there's no innovation in terms of the point and clickness of it. It's... it's uh, point and click adventure game but yeah. like the actual puzzles and the uh, and the dialogue and all that sort of stuff you, you, you look at it and you think I, are people going to hate this? Are you just got no idea yeah really and um, and there was no testing you know I didn't test Time Gentleman Please on anyone I didn't right it was just it was just released <laughs> you know, it just came out and so we're doing this and everyone well no, to be fair there were beta testers you know people were looking for bugs for me and all that sort of stuff but, yeah yeah and, and, and I got some sort of vague feedback in as in, as in I like this this is good <laughs> but, but uh, still, at most, like half a dozen people. Yeah, yeah, that is quite. quite Which is quite weird, really. Yeah, I mean, the swindle's going to have to go through the. I'm going to really have to. Yeah. Get people playing a lot of it on a regular basis in order to sort of fine tune it and all that sort of stuff. But I should get back to work. That's <laughs> 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 what, what I'm saying. Why are we? Why are we sitting around here? Getting <laughs> okay. kind thing. of anxious. What the hell am I doing? Yeah, and that's that's interesting. How kind of how much uh, how much you listen to the feedback and, from people? Yeah, as well. and that's the weird thing as well. It's like some people are just wrong. <laughs> yeah, and you and have to go. And it sounds really wrong. bad, but like some people are just wrong, and mm. they and they will get back. They go back to you and say, like, stop. No one likes everything. Yeah. Right. No one. You know, you you might like Call of Duty, and I hate it. Or you might like I might like Grand Theft Auto. You don't like it, or whatever. Yeah. Or yeah. Something like that. And. Um, the weirdest thing in the world is when you send stuff for feedback and, and you look at it and you, and you get like, uh, you get 10 replies and half the people go, oh, I really like this. And half the people go, you need to change this. Yeah. And like, what do you do? Because like, you, you're tempted to go, well, those five people don't like it. I should change it to something that they do like. 
But then, but then the other five people aren't happy. You know, the other, they like the thing it, you they had like before. The thing. Yeah. I know. Why did you change that? That was perfect. <laughs> that was really nice. And it's, and it's, and I suppose that's like the true measure of that you've done all right is when there's a perfectly even split of people who either everyone really likes it or like your that fifty percent mark is your lowest point. That's your bad. That's your things need to change. If more than fifty percent of the people hate uh, hate yeah. it. Then, then you've got to do something about it. But like, uh, yeah, it's, it's, but it's the it's, weirdest. It's the weirdest thing. And like, sometimes people, you know, sometimes people do get people get back to you and say, "This is incorrect. This is bad. You should change it." And you sort of look at it and think, "Well, I like it." And yeah, a load of other people like it. Shit, what do I do about this? Yeah, and I, don't know, I don't know what the solution to that is. You <laughs> just have to sort of blindly carry on, I guess. A judgment call, I guess, on on the value of that particular feedback, isn't yeah. it? And whether I do remember. Um, when I was doing a shoot with Hello Games and they were showing off Joe Danger, right? And this guy, you know, the the one of the one of the expos, one of the many expos, and um, and you know, and part of that is to see what people do with it and whether they're getting it. And, yeah. Um, and one kid, one kid, you know, some teenage kid just came up, didn't even bother to pick the controller off the table, kind of grabbed it with one hand. Right. It made Joe go forward a bit and then just kind of let go and walked off. It was the most kind of, <laughs> And you think, wrenching. you could probably ignore that particular yeah, yeah. bit. <laughs> Didn't even bother his ass to pick it up sort of thing. So yeah, you've, you've got to decide on, on what the person's saying, haven't you? And then what yeah, do you think it's, it was for them in the first place. And yeah, I suppose Yeah, I suppose that's the thing. The feedback's only really relevant if it was if the game was made for them. Maybe that's what the solution is. Yeah. And if you're clearly not the sort of person who will enjoy the swindle, then your your feedback is worth shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's right for that. <laughs> I think your feedback is worth shit, and I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> That's a beautiful place to close it. Is that the end already? I think so. Oh man. Unless, unless, unless we, we want to continue. Well, uh, you haven't even gone into your emergency questions yet. I know no emergency questions. I've been, I've been, I've been streaming them in perfectly. Oh, like have a, you? Yeah, like a pro. I've just been going. Oh, yeah. That's, oh, that's no so the last thing I, didn't, I wanted to do is go. Do you think? Have I ruined it now by bringing attention to the emergency go. questions? This is no. That's that's fine. This we can. Um, we really have done a done a lot there and gone, gone through some Good. stuff that um, that I wanted and some stuff that came up. Got to some stuff that I wanted and some stuff that I didn't. <laughs> yeah, the stuff, but, the stuff but, that came up that I had to, <laughs> to grip my tooth through. Um, no, thank you very much, Dan. Pleasure.